Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Chairsofter Show. I'm Andy, and joining me tonight, I have Mr. Graham Hoffman returning to the show. Evening, Graham. Evening, Andy. Thank you once again for inviting me back. I'm going for the the most featured guest on your podcast. So uh, I'm winning so far. <laughs> no, honestly, thank you for having me back. No worries, buddy. No worries. So, reason I've got you on tonight, midweek episode, we've just come back from Ewa. Yes, we have. I so, feel like deaf. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I am shattered at the moment. For the guys who've not seen this before, obviously, I said about SHOT Show, this was your first event of this kind, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it was a trade show. Uh, I think the best way someone put it to me over the over the weekend was shot shows a trade show where they show all the features and he was a trade show where they sort out all the deals now that it's a couple of months later on. But it was my first, obviously you went to shot show in January. Uh, man, it, I didn't realise how big and busy that place was going to be. Um, my feet are feeling it. Yeah, I've been suffering all day today walking around at work, I tell you that much. <laughs> I don't know why I went to work the day after we flew back. Uh, yeah, you're crazy. Like I said, I said to you last night on the plane, I was like, yeah, you're crazy for going back. Um, I, for sure, have got a couple of days booked off now because there's just so much information to go through and uh, allow that recovery time, for sure. Yeah, so what, what I'm planning tonight, Graham. We're just going to run through where we went, because obviously we didn't manage to get to everyone. We had meetings, etc., with the various suppliers. So, we, unfortunately, we didn't get to everyone. But I think we've covered the big ones here. Definitely, certain, certainly, three of them are the big names in Airsoft at the moment. So, I've got you on, just so we can run through new stuff that's potentially come out since shot. And... Like what you thought of certain products that we discussed before, and now you've actually got your hands on them, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. I think that first thing, what you said though, there are, what, 10 halls, 9 halls, was it? Yeah, it was 9 halls. They were saying they added the 9th hall this year. The, but the, the advantage, I will say, I will say this now, the advantage I found was the show, the airsoft side of it is much more compact yeah when you're at shot, it was yeah when when you're at shot it's here there and everywhere but literally we i mean we spent an entire day in hall eight on saturday didn't we just looking at a couple of the airsoft stands and trying to get as much information out of them as we could yeah it's very easy though i mean there are still stands that we were speaking about last night that we we still missed and yeah. i think every time i've seen some of these you know reveals of what's come out there's always that one retailer or manufacturer and i go why did they get skipped over? And I think just from attending here, it, it's so easy to miss people or just not get around as enough as we'd like to. Uh, but yeah, let's go. Cool. Right, so first off, let's start with Valken. Now, <laughs> I I got a little bit stitched up here in a way with by Pete. He made it sound much worse than it was, but chatting to Rob... Uh, what, what is it they call him? Kaiju, isn't it? Or Kaiju, like yeah, that. that's yeah. right. Chatting to Rob from Valken, I now have a much better understanding of the brand and where they're going with it. Now, one thing I was really impressed with chatting to Rob was the fact that they've got their one-year warranty, but they'll do a return to the return to them, return to the manufacturer, 
so they can look at the issue and improve the brand moving forward, which is something quite unique, I think, in a way. Because they've, yeah. the, they've got the bullet... They call it the bulletproof warranty, don't they? That's right, yeah. Um, if you don't know, and you probably wouldn't, Andy, from this, Kaiju is actually ex-Red Wolf. So is he? he? Yeah, so he moved to, to Valken in kind of the summer 2017, so like last year. Um... And so he's their kind of their sales and marketing representative, but he knows what works with Red Wolf. He knows he is an airsofter, and I think that's been the big difference of why you see Valken now heading so much more focused towards airsoft, and not only that, being able to relate to players a lot more. Yeah. Because I know from our discussions before and the discussions that Pete's had, he's like, Valken are really good, and they offer a fantastic warranty, and like you say, the 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 kind of the warranty aspect, the customer service aspects, you know, how they want players to moan so they can get that information back to fix issues rather than players just writing it off. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, you can tell Chance and Robbie's very passionate about the brand and progressing it forward as much as he can. No, absolutely. And I think they've come a long way and they've still got a long way to go, there's no doubt about it. As you know, I did buy myself a Falcon TRG just a few months ago, and it's fantastic. I can't deny it's fantastic. It's a it's their beginner entry gun, and for for the price I pay, I can't complain at all. But it's a very competitive area. Exactly. Yeah, it is. I mean, it is. All airsoft is going to be competitive, no matter what you do with it. At the end of the day, Um, it's a competitive industry. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And that I mean, it offers alternatives. So for players, it's great. At the end of the day, there's alternatives to the other other AEGs that are on the market around the same price range if you are looking for it. And it's yeah, more yeah. about if you prefer one brand over another, you've you've got your choice there. Yeah. So so what, so, what, what was the thing that first hit you with the Valken series then? Well, obviously, we went we started off with the soft goods. Yep. Um, so we, we were just looking at sort of the new face masks with the... Uh, padded sides, etc. Yeah, soft et sides to help yeah. with the beard. Soft the sides, the bearded yeah. fellows and the uh, yeah. the rather wide faced. So, well, yeah, it's also just so you can get your cheek that little bit more comfortably on the uh, on the uh, grip. So yep. you, or, sorry, no, on the stock. So stock, you can yeah, look down. down. Not the grip. Why would you be putting it? <laughs> <laughs> We're tired. <laughs> Bear with us tonight, guys. Um, so yeah, one thing I've I, one thing I found interesting is the battle machines are going. Well, I yeah, thought that was quite it. a new brand. Uh, they've been out a while now. Uh, again, I out. think the big thing is because they're not so big over in the UK, or they're not so talked about in the UK, that it's yeah. obviously a new. But actually, they've been out a while. They've been, they've been slowly preparing to phase them out, um, which is why we're, they're moving to the ASL series. Yeah. Talking about the soft goods, though, uh, the gloves. One thing yeah. I noticed on there which I liked, which... They maybe other manufacturers do this, but I hadn't noticed one. They're even now with their gloves allowing for uh, smartphones within yes, their of gloves. I've forgotten about that. I'm glad you reminded me of that. Yes, I've got the uh, smartphone uh, compatible like fingertips grips. Yeah, fingertips, yeah. haven't they? Yeah, and the reason I think that's really important is with some of the kind of progression in milsims and stuff like that, where they're starting to use apps like BattleTech, like the Fox Tracker by Jet yeah. Desert Fox. Being able to use your phone and keep those gloves on at the same time um, may be proving very important over the next couple of years 
but I'm, I'm definitely interested in trying some of the gloves because I'm not happy with the ones I've currently got just sizing wise yeah. and I quite like thin gloves so yeah that that I thought I'd just mention that one because that actually stood out to me as something that I hadn't noticed before yeah now you mention it I can't think of another supplier that's done that with certainly with impact gloves impact style gloves which yeah. I from memory they were yeah um but yeah, so the battle machines are going, being replaced by the ASL, and you've also got the Alloy Series AEGs as well. Yep, so they're now, from their step up and full metal. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 sort of the intermediate. I'll say the intermediate level rifle because like the top level, I'm sort of thinking here is like TM G and P that. So it's, it fits nicely in sort of lower end of the middle of the market because the prices are reasonable as we both saw. Yeah, I don't. I'd put them in, you know, very similar to ICS, Classic Army. Yeah, exactly. ASGs, the new proles. They're they're that mid-range price. They are the two to three hundred pound guns. If if you want the full metal works with the electronic control trigger and stuff like that, um, and the MOSFETs or whatever, it's all around the two, three hundred mark in full metal. Which is, you know, it's again, it's just a competitive market and a good price for what you get there. Exactly, and um, they they look a little bit different to everything else. They've got they've got those nice unique little features that make them look different to everything else as well. Yeah, they they it's their front rails. They definitely look different. Although I have seen the trend in the UK so far um, is they're starting to kind of blend together a bit more. I know ASG's newest lineup of AGs look very similar with the front rail. Yeah, uh, and even the top sights, so like the green top sights, which you you would have seen yesterday on the ASG one when you were grabbing a photo of it. That's yeah. something that Valken have done for a while, but it's starting to kind of blend across other manufacturers. But there yeah. is definitely something with Valken that stands out on the on the front rail. Yeah, um, if I remember rightly, didn't wasn't the front rail key mod all round as well? Rather yep, than key mod all round. That's correct. Nine. It was yep. a, it was at the twelve as well, which is something. Personally, I haven't seen before. Uh, I could stand corrected, but I haven't seen it myself. Yeah, um, I think there are a few. There are a few more of the round tube ones that do that, but I don't know if anything's their stock for sure. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, the other thing they had was the that took my eye was the HPA AR one. Yep. Again, so Valken people know paintball. Fine, you know they came from that background. And now they're transitioning to airsoft, so HPA is a really logical way for them to go. They've teamed up with, um, let's go try, I think it's First Strike, who are the paintball side, and who've basically worked on a HPA system with Falcon. Yeah. And it's a great, it's a great system to be honest. It is very great. Uh, the the blowback is zero mechanical parts, so you don't get any kind of crazy movement that could potentially cause breaks to uppers and lowers it's it's pricey and i think that's where it lets itself down in the fact that there's a very competitive area and for a new brand as such could cause problem but i can't deny it's a nice piece i've actually already fired it don't know if you already knew that i've already fired that before uh, about a month ago when they first kind of came to the uk i can't deny it's a nice gun and it's it's actually a good performing gun yeah. If you look at that compared to the Tipman out of the box, the AL1 performs better. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But 
the Titman is you know 150 quid cheaper. Yeah, that's that's the thing. It's going to be the if you, they, you people are going to look at it and go, well, is it 150 quid better? Yeah. So, but be but the bottle comes in the stock as opposed but then again, to being stuck on the line. Remember, what we've got to remember the price they had on the sign there as well was in euros. Don't forget, not in pounds. Yeah, well, I know from looking at it in platoon stores, we're looking at about the 620 mark. Right, uh, that was okay. the price platoon stores say. So your local retailer may vary, but we are looking around the 600 pound mark, 600, 650, somewhere there. Which I'd say is quite expensive. Bear in mind, what's Titman's about? What's four seven five with a line and a bottle? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But the AL one does have the bottle in the stock, which again, if you don't like lines, it's a great system to have. But you do have to look at the kind of pros and cons with how many BBs you can fire, how easy is it to change the tank, stuff like that. Yeah, which is actually a very good point because something we're coming on to later. That, that's something that we'll be bringing back up again and there's uh, something I want to raise when we get to that. Um, the last thing I was impressed with with Valken, other than their, G, their G-series compatible pistols that look really nice, they look they look completely different to anything else, was their battery charger. <laughs> yes. Uh, now, that, that was interesting, wasn't it? Because it's something that I hadn't even noticed from them before. Yeah. Now, I was impressed with this because you think about your smart charger at the moment... It's massive, let's be honest. Yep, and it comes with a 20-page document on how to use it. Yeah, and this charger was literally, you just plug your battery in and it figures out what it is and off it goes. Now that is genius. Yeah, and it just tells you a percentage. It's as simple as that. It's It goes, oh, that's what you've got. It's what probably just the size of a matchbox, maybe slightly bigger. Yeah, it was tiny. That's the thing I can get all that functionality and it's smaller than a smartphone yeah no um i hadn't seen it before and to be sort of to be quite honest i was surprised rob showed it to us as the last piece because again smart chargers they're always a bit iffy i've got the the new pro what's it called the the kind of a larger balance charger i think it's the sm4 i believe yeah. And it's great charger, it works with everything, but it's bulky. You've yeah. got long cables out in every direction. And where this is just one of those oh plug, play, done. That's it. Yeah. And you it know. was as easy as that guys. He literally plugged it in, hooked the battery up to it, and off it went. Yeah. And that was it. And that works for if I'm right in saying lipos and lithium ion. I don't know if it worked for the NIM as well. I I but, I wouldn't it, it didn't say about the NIM, really, did he? Because obviously no. the main focus these days is on the LiPos. I, I can't remember the last time I saw someone with a NIM battery, to be honest with you. No, well, there we go, yeah. It's definitely changed over the years. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, that was that was Valken, and I was impressed um, with what they had there, to be fair. Yeah, it's um, changed change of mind. I think when you manage to speak to them and you actually get away from the sales speak and actually speak to someone who really believes in the brand it can really change your your confidence yeah yeah something that we've all seen more recently was the whole copying within the industry and Valken took it very heavy but at the same time there was a lot of misinformation going on there Valken have been apologized to uh in in this in the circumstances there at the end of the day from a UK point of view, you shouldn't be worried about it because no, there's, exactly. there's laws in place for this type of thing and that's why it went high profile. 
not the fact that they were in the wrong on that front. Yeah, cool. Right. So moving on, um, we'll just walk round the corner as we were at the site, and we'll discuss Silverback. Now, the snipers are going mad about these, as we know, as you know, and I know, talking to them. I'm going mad for these rifles. The SRS is now... I held one for the first time. I have to say the build quality is amazing. I don't know what your impression is, Yeah, I forgot this is the first time you've held it, wasn't it? Yeah. Man, yeah, the first time I held one was probably about six months ago with Jason from Longbow. The first time he brought one round, I was like, oh, I'm not really sure about ballpup design. And as soon as I picked it up, I was like, right, this is no longer a toy. Yeah. (laughs) It feels... Real, it's yeah, coming from like the VSRs, the L96s, the creaky bodies, and yeah, then I it feels like, whole. It feels solid, it just feels like a proper rifle that's just come out of the factory. Yep, and they can't deny the performance, the performance is fantastic, there's no yeah. denying it. it. It's become the new, you know, the new go to for some of the snipers now. Yeah, I'm and seeing more I, and more guys go over to it these days. Yeah, I think initially people got worried, and I think SRS did the best thing, is when they released it, it was a push-to-cock, which meant when you popped it up, it was nice and easy. When you pushed it, it was very hard to... to that was when you are actually compressing the spring. Yeah, because they had both there, didn't they? And yes. I, personally, with bolt actions, I couldn't get used to that push-to-cock. Yeah, so, but originally that was all they sold. And yeah. so they didn't really take off initially. And then someone worked on making a conversion. And then SRS or Silverback went, yes, let's let's take this on and do this. Yeah. Uh, and they did the same with the hop unit. The hop unit, when it first came out, wasn't great. One of the community members managed to um, create their own version. Actually, you, you even know the uh, Brain Exploder. He's a YouTuber. I don't know if you know him. He was Yes, very, I've heard the name, yeah. Yeah, I've absolutely. seen him around on the uh, pages. So he made the hop unit with someone else or something on the lines of there and SRS spoke to them and basically got the design and put that and now all the future ones had that hop unit. Um, right. So they're always, always working on new versions and modifications to improve the performance. And now, yeah. you know, it's been out more than a year but this is now when we're really starting to see them take off. And good on them. Uh, ultimately good on them. And like you say, the, their new stuff is going to sell well, I believe. Yeah, um, well, obviously the SRS is their current product line, but they had a couple of other things that looked very interesting there as well. But before we move on to that, that suppressor, what is going on with that? Yeah, the abs- SRS absolute suppressor. Insane. Absolutely insane. I, Kiki Mustang was using this on his Mark 23 uh, probably about six months ago. And yeah. it was all in silver, and every time he fired it, it was like, hmm, what's that? That sounds interesting. And little did we know it was from... SRS and he was testing, and he's saying that's 15% more quiet, or 15% quieter than the Mark 23 suppressor. Yeah, well, the thing I noticed, obviously, you can hear the air coming out of the rifle when we when we were cocking it and pulling the trigger on it, and obviously in the controlled environment that they had for us at the show. Um, and like, you could you could definitely hear the SRS, but you could you had to struggle. With the thing when it was um, when the suppressor was fitted, it was like a gnat's fart. There's no denying that. I was like, "What was that? Or where did that even? You know, it did really surprise me how effective it was. Uh, To be honest, I think I'm already going to start looking about moving that onto my own sniper rifle if it's compatible. I believe if it's compatible with the Mark 23, it should work on 
some other rifles because it looked very very impressive yeah so. it looks nice and it works um, but obviously they're moving on with their product range now and expanding which is good because if that's the quality they've set then these two products are going to be amazing the first one was the HTI which was the 50 cal desert tech rifle and that thing is a monster um, they're going to machine it all out of aluminium on the receiver Yep. with the uh, polymer bits as required uh, it's basically a big SRS. Yeah, so the HCI is off their 50 cal, and they wanted to bring another 50 cal to Airsoft. Yeah. It is big, it's heavy, and it's going to look badass. There's just no denying yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's going... It's the, so currently, the one they've shown there was actually 6mm, but they're actually saying it can take 8mm with a conversion yeah, kit. They were saying that the volume of air that that thing produces is like double that of a VSR, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. It's double the size of a VSR. So it could fire uh, 8 mil if they wanted to. Now, we've already got some of the snipers working out conversions as to whether this will be worthwhile going to 8 mil. And then we've yeah. got the, the situation with the, the legal front in the UK. But I think it's very cool to do. And it's going to be interesting to see what players opt for. Yeah. Whether this becomes, you know, the next new sniper, I'm not too sure because you're gonna need some strong arms. <laughs> yeah, it is a lump, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, you're gonna need some strong arms to carry it. But I do think that you'll see one every now and again on the site, and you'll know that that guy has got a uh, a long game ahead of him. Yeah. But something that he's going to work very, very well indeed. Yeah. Plus, the thing you've got to remember as well, they are releasing a sport version as well, which is the shorter barrel, the shorter rail. Yep. So there is going to be a sort of lightweight version of it as such. Um, and then finally, one thing that I'm actually quite looking forward to is the MDR, which is a currently only 3D printed in prototype stage. But this is going to be an AEG now. Given the standard of the other two products, I am really looking forward to this. I don't know how well it will go down in the airsoft world with the fact that it's a ballpup design, which you obviously expressed some concern about when we were at the show anyway. Um, but personally, yeah. I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah, I mean, I like the idea. I really do like the idea, there's no doubt about it. It's good to see them venturing away from just sniper rifles and, you know, dipping their toes into the AG. Yeah. And as you said, their build quality from the sniping side is, you know, is on its own up there, on its own bar, you know. Yeah. So we're expecting the same from the AG world, which causes me a little concern. Because if we're right and they start charging four or five hundred quid for this AG, it's going to be very limited market, I think, that wants a ballpark design in the first place. Yeah. Especially with AGs, because of the whole reloading uh, while under fire and blah, blah, blah. You know, you, so many of us are so used to the Ford Mag, you know, AKs, M4s, Givo 6, MP5s. There's only a few people that go, oh, I like the L85 and use that all the time. Especially yeah. when you add that, you add a high price range, so not, so it's no longer going to be a wall hanger Unless you're just a true big fan or you really like the ballpup design and you can get on with it, you're obviously going to change mags a lot more of an AEG than you would with a sniper rifle. Yeah. And that's where I get somewhat concerned as to someone gets it and goes, you know what, 
I'm not going to have the time or patience to learn to reload effectively and efficiently and I'm no longer interested in it. But I hope not. I, I would love to be proven wrong as we've said there. I'd love to see it be a Raven success. It'd be nice to see another successful rifle on the higher end market. Yeah, definitely. And Some, they, someone new going straight... I mean, I've got to give them the utmost respect because they are going bang straight into the higher end of the market. They're not making the entry level. They're going... They're going yeah, toe to toe with the likes of TM, with the likes of Sistema. Yeah, which is what they've done with the sniper rifle. I mean, the sniper yeah. rifle. The first sniper comes out, it's you know, oh yeah, this is on par with a VSR, and it's firing further than a VSR out of the box. Wow, <laughs> you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The quality of that product, I think, will speak for itself personally, and I really hope that it takes off for them because it is spot on. It is going to be solid. But the, the, I'd love to be proven wrong. I'm definitely going to be interested in it. Yeah. I do already know that the the main guys who sell SRS in the UK are already saying we're stocking both the MDR and the HDR, and I'm looking forward to see the kind of the growth of it. And I wish Silverback, Silverback all the best with this because it's good to see more people let it, trying things out. Yeah, a couple of things that I was impressed with overall with them is that the fact that the products are all fully licensed by Desert Tech as well who are the OEM for the real steel version yep and how easy is that spring change both on the SRS and the HTI absolutely yeah there's no doubt about it and Literally I mean, the HTI was even smoother wasn't it although that yeah the uh, the spring guard is massive on that oh yeah it's a, un- it's a bespoke spring for the rifle but yeah I, I can see that being a good selling point for both brands for snipers who want to play at CQB sites with their sniper rifle you now have the good thing of you can run it at both woodland sites and at CQB sites and you will have that good range well that was it I mean because you didn't know about the silverback the fact is when you take off that front barrel which is really quick and easy to do because you can swap your outer barrel from 16 to 22 I think it is the hot gun is built in did they do a 26 as well? It may, it may be 26. But the hop unit's built into the barrel. Yeah. So if you've got your longer barrel and you set up for sniping or DMR range, uh, DMR kind of accuracy you want, but then you decide to go CQB and you want some you know, light pull, you want to change that barrel to the smaller one and you go, oh, the hop's going to need adjusting. Well, that's not the case. Yeah. Because it's already built into barrels. You could have two different barrels for two different uh, purposes, swap the string, change the front, done. Yeah. If you're if you're crazy and want to take these to, uh, but you know if you've got a lower FPS limit or something like that that you want to work to, yeah, exactly. I'm I'm really excited for them this next year. I really am. Um, moving around the corner, something that we both feel wouldn't be practical for a skirmish necessarily, but certainly with the three gun idea taking off in the UK through uh, the airsoft medium. Is the rare arms shell ejecting gas blowback rifle? Now, this is one gun that is not cheap to start with. I will ha- throw that straight out there. But it's fucking cool. It's so <laughs> fun. It looks so good. Unfortunately, because of the show, they're not allowed to put the CO2 in. So we couldn't try it because it was saying it was a CO2 rifle. Now, the disadvantage here I found. Was the fact that you only get a couple of mags out of it, but you've got a full travel bolt, you've got the shells coming everywhere. If I could afford it, I would buy one in a heartbeat, but they are just so damn expensive. It was what $1,200 for the base model. 
Yeah, it's let's be fair, it's probably the the most realistic GBBR we've ever seen to date. If they're using it for combat simulation already. Yeah. And they're deciding to try it in the airsoft market. They're new to the UK and to Europe, but they've been selling them um, in the in East Asia, in East Asia for a while now. But yes, absolutely skirmishable. Very hard to say. You're going to get two and a half mags out of a CO2 bulb, which is in the grip. So it's a and bit... then you've got to collect all your shells up as well. Yeah, and then you've got to pick your shells up, which is twenty seven dollars per ten shells if you lose them. Suddenly, that's an expensive day out if you're going around trying to catch shells. And even with a bag catcher, you're not really going to get the same experience. Yep. But, but like you say, it's very cool. Today, I actually came back home and saw some live demonstrations of them firing it. Because, as you say, they couldn't fire it at E-World with CO2 in the mag. And their kick on that looks absolutely insane as well. Yeah. I. It does, it does. Like, like I said to you, I'd love to see something like this in a controlled environment where you would turn up high of a gun and the shells off them and let the, you know, CQB, so it's somewhere indoor where they let you fire that off at each other. Also, basically, it's a game of just 10 of you all GGBR games. Yeah. And that would be really, really cool. But in terms, sure in terms of owning... The the yeah, absolutely. In terms of owning, uh, unless you've got the money and you want a decent wall hanger... It's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's uh, too pricey. Yeah, too pricey, not skirmishable. They are looking at putting CO2 in the stock so they can potentially get two or three bulbs worth in there. Yeah. But the issue is always going to be what do you do with those shells yeah. and how expensive it is to replace the shells, the mags, and everything like that. Yeah. Right. Uh, last thing from that haul, really, was Red Wolf. Now, Red Wolf... You walked around the corner and were immediately greeted by the beautiful monstrosity that is the M2 machine gun. <laughs> and then you get told the price tag and you immediately cry. <laughs> yes. Yeah, with a 6k for, price tag, it's um, yeah. a bit out of reach for most it, of us. It was, it was when Mark goes, for a cool $6,000, you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, no longer do I want to touch that in case I pull anything off. Yeah, I mean, I could see it being used by bigger Milsim companies who may have a budget to spend on things like that, to go on vehicles. Yeah, vehicle mounted on top of hill points, stuff like that would be absolutely insane. Yeah, and I could see it being used potentially, but albeit it's cool and it's exciting and all that, um, I can't really see it selling. No, I think it's a showpiece. I think it shows people that yeah. we can do this. It's if more you a want case to pay of, six grand. Yeah, maybe it's one of those pieces they hire out to events in future, or yeah. they just use it to bring people to the stand, because you can't deny we were all itching to get a photo with it. Yeah, definitely. How many people... I mean, even at the um, little after-party they had on the Sunday, they were still moving stuff out of the way so people could still get a photo with it kind of thing so that was a really popular product for them another thing that Red Wolf had that I was impressed with was this joint GBBR and grenade launcher that runs off the same HPA line that Pete was showing us yeah so this is the tag launcher yeah it's say. a tag launcher with a full HPA rifle on top of it basically. that's right yep so they all come off the same power source or the same gas source 
I'm interested to see A, what that would retail for, and B, how popular that would be, because I can see something like that really taking off. Yeah, I mean, if you can deal with the, the line and the bottle, and you've got the money for it, I think it'd be awesome. Yeah. At the end of the day, I think the price tag's going to be high, because if you're using tags at six quid a shot anyway, yeah, true. it's probably not going to be an issue for you. If you really want to get 40 shots out of an air bottle, which is what this can do, then uh, you've probably got the money not to worry about that so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or at least you can justify buying it because you're already spending that much on tag rounds. But, but yeah, I mean, they, they had a few nice little products lying around, didn't they? Um, some new pistols, new rifles coming out. Yeah, that... you've got the game wall, haven't you? So they've been really putting a, a bit of emphasis on kind of licensed game style kit and yeah. weaponry and scopes and rails which was nice to see which it actually was... brings us on to the next product which is the avatar grenade that you're obviously very keen to... oh, i love this yeah now i don't know if you want to do a shout out here to the guys at red wolf because they really looked after you on this yeah yeah herman you are the man there's no doubt about it he promised me one he fulfilled his promise and not only that i got to meet the designer and leading genius behind the avatar, Remy, and he was kind enough to do an interview with me. And not only that, it's just to talk me through all of his ideas. And this guy is an absolute creative genius. His mind is going to be the limit on the imagination with this grenade. When 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 you meet Remy, all I could imagine was the crazy scientist hair and the white coat sitting in his office going, what can I create next? <laughs> yes, I, I feel he was missing out by not having the white coats there. He's um, yeah, he's he's one of, the, one of those guys that's going to definitely create such an interesting product line for the future. And I'm quite interested, one, once you've had a go with it and you've done your review, I'd be quite interested to have a look at it myself and see what it's like and what is going on with it. So I'll have to pop down and see you at some point, Graham, most definitely, because I'm quite interested to see how this will take off in the Airsoft community. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Herman's given me this to review, and I've already said to people, I've said to Bill from Airsoft Action, if you want to have it and have a go of it and write a review on it, feel free to, because I want to show people what this is like and I think it has a lot of potential. I've only got the Mark One, which is the standard skin in the box. I can't wait to see the other skins hit the market because I think that's when the longevity and the truth of this is actually going to be where it is. At the moment, as the Mark One, it's going to be a cool impact, but is the price tag not really what you want until you can actually say, hang on a minute, I've got four different skins for all the purposes in the world. And uh, let me just swivel this on, swivel it off, and throw it down the air, uh, or roll it down the corridor, or attach it to the wall, or activate the the infrared sensor. You know. Yeah. Now this this is that's quite interesting. You said about the infrared sensors because he's like going. Now I haven't from the impression I got from him was I haven't done this yet, but I want to give it a go, and I'm currently trying it out at the moment. So he's literally still working on this product to make all these ideas come to life as well, which is really nice and refreshing that he's going. Right, okay, it's going out, but now I want to make it better ready so we can then keep the interest going and keep that momentum going. I really wish him the best of luck with this, and Red Wolf the best of luck with this product. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I mean, I was chatting with one of the guys at Red Wolf the other day, and they sell the Airsoft Innovation stuff. And he says, cool, we've put ourselves in a sticky situation here because we're selling two of the best grenades on the market. Yeah. You know, and, and that is 
going to be how the Avatar is. There's no doubt about it. I know someone, because these grenades were originally kick-started, before yeah. they actually came to Red Wolf and were, like, and were kind of being sold up on mass, they were kick-started to see whether the audience were there and whether the demand was there. And someone who kick-started has two of them and said how fantastic they are and essentially how they are going to change the game for grenades. And if you yeah. were ever interested or ever did invest in Maz-G, get that refund now and get yourself down on the pre-order for that avatar because now is the time to uh, actually receive the goods. Yeah, exactly. You'd, you'd actually be getting your grenade. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt about it. So, uh, no, I um, wish those guys all the best with that. Yeah, and I can personally say for someone who'd never seen it before, apart from in photos, the quality is spot on. Remy, you've done a fantastic job there, mate. Keep up that work. Right, so that was pretty much the first day that we were there. It was walking around all this sort of stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, that's it. I mean, we didn't get to speak to Wolverine, who were on the stall as well, because I know he, well, Richard, great guy, and I mean, I, I kind of had all my questions answered when he was at SHOT Show just by watching some of the coverage there. Yeah. But there was so much we didn't even get to cover in that hall, because there's just too much good stuff there. But yeah, you're absolutely right. That We spent most of the day between those halls... Uh, between those stands and the few other bits and pieces around there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So then we moved on to ASG and we had some. We had a great little chat with Ben, didn't we? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Ben's the the old editor of Airsoft International, so the ASG bringing in more Airsofters into the fold for their team now. Yeah. And, you know, he's been a big fan of ASG for a while and he's come along as their marketing and sales rep again. And yeah. yeah, we showed us all the, the new stuff they've got going and not only that, the improved stuff that they've been doing to it. Yeah. Uh, did now, you want to start with that? Yeah, obviously, we, um, we mo- most of the products they had there we've already seen in some way, shape, or form over the last few months with Shot Show, etc. So you finally got your hands on Hero Arms. Yes. This now, one... what do you think? So initially at SHOT Show, it got revealed, I looked at it and was like, ugh, P90 guys will love this, you know. This is something we joked around that the day, it's like, Stretch would love this, you know. Shout out to uh, Super Mega Tactical News there. But Stretch will love it, I hate it. And then when I saw it, I looked at it and was like, this looks very, very comfortable. And it's unique. There's no doubt about it. And you know, it's got Hero Arms product, Hero Arms name to it, and the split gearbox design of an ICS. Yeah, it's got a, a lot of promise because it could be a very reliable gun. Yeah, because this is the thing we need to mention as well. This is an ASG ICS joint venture, Arms. isn't it? Yeah. And Hero Arms. Now that it was quite very well placed, to be fair, because I don't know if you spotted it, but you actually had the, the real steel version of that gun at the far end of the hall that it was in. Yes, you had the Hero Arms in the same hall. You had yeah. ASG showing off uh, not one, not just one, but two. So they had the first one, which was the one which we saw, which was all in black. Then yeah. on the other side, you actually saw the 3D printed version of it on the other side where you could see what was, you know, the part of Yeah, because it was Hero translucent, Arms. wasn't yep. it? So. Yeah, you could see where the motor's now sitting because the grip's different. I mean, even on the ICS stands, they were promoting Hero Arms collaboration. So yeah, exactly. you couldn't escape it for sure. They're, they're very excited, all of them. And quite rightly so, it looks it. like it's going to be a solid gun. And 
ASG, we know how good the brand is. Yeah, it's, it's nothing more to add to that. It's going to be interesting to see. Big thing is, there's no release date yet, and that's yeah. the thing that people will be asking for for the next however many months until we see this hit yeah. the stores. Yeah, because that's one thing we couldn't get an answer on, wasn't it, was the release date. They didn't want to commit to it. No, exactly. I kept asking. I kept trying to get something out of it, but we're not going to get anything from them yeah. just yet. Uh, they don't like to let down their customers, and so they're holding back the dates just for now. Yeah, exactly. So that was that. Obviously, uh, the Evo's there, including the HPA, which I believe they were saying they're now going to be selling the, if they haven't already started, selling the HPA version in single shot only. Yep, so they've always been hesitant to bring the Evo HPA system to the UK with the changes of the law. They were very heavily involved with the Police and Crime Act, and because they didn't get any answers from Home Office, they said, right, we're not going to bring it over there because we don't want to put our players under any risk. But since, now they are. Well, no, it's not that. Since they've had no confirmation from Home Office, they said, you know what, right, okay, we're going to bring it over, we're not going to bring it full auto, though. So yeah. the same way in Germany is locked to single shot and semi-auto. But now they're saying, look, the players still want this and we don't want to let our players down. We want to keep them safe still. So we're actually going to bring it over, but we'll lock it semi-auto. It's a bit of a compromise. But, man, I think there's going to be a lot of excited players. And I'm sure this. if they do get some clarification in the future, there'll be the option to, maybe for a small fee, get it made a fully automatic version if the law allows it. If they get the clarification they want and it works out in their favour. Like ASG have, are one of the best when it comes down to yeah. service and aftercare. It's the reason why they train all their sales, um, all their ASG approved dealers can get offered to go on a training course so that all their techs at retailers are trained by ASG for the ASG equipment. Um, you can't go wrong if you need some aftercare support and you've gone through the you know, an actual ASG approved retailer. Yeah, exactly. And that means if there are any changes and as a player you want to get that done, I'm pretty certain they will never want to lose a customer to a situation like that and do their best to keep them happy. Yep. So yeah, that, that was the Evos. Uh, obviously you had the SP01 and 09s there as well. Yeah, we got them now in grey. Which, uh, yeah, that was cool. I'm not a big fan, but I've, you know, grey's not my... Uh, my thing, but I remember saying yeah. last year tan's not my thing, and we can see how that's changed. So maybe I'll catch the trend next year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and one thing that I thought was pretty cool was the little derringer they had on the show. Why would you bring that up? <laughs> well, no, I'm thinking. You know, if you were in, if you were at a museum and you got captured, and they didn't, you could hide it in your boot and shoot yourself with it, and no. then be embarrassed for having it. <laughs> no. Could you imagine the embarrassment if you managed to get someone else with that thing before they shot you? I'd rather stick a Mark V down my legs and go down uh, in a ball of flame. But... Yeah, but Graham, we already said you wanted to watch the world burn. That's it, yeah. You know <laughs> in the it. last 24 hours, in fact. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's not my thing. I can't see why it was done for Airsoft, but there's, there's few some people, people out there that like it. Yeah, I can see, okay, yes, it's going to be a very niche market for them. There's no doubt about that. But, you know, it's something different. It's something pretty unique and pretty cool, I think, personally. Um, obviously, the Storm Grenades are coming out in white as well. Yep, Storm Grenades. I haven't tried one. The guy that I know has bought several of them now loves them. They're heavier than you'd expect. That was the yeah, big thing. Yeah, I was thing. surprised by that. 
Yeah, that was the big thing. As soon as I held it, I was like, oh, these are weightier than I thought they were. You sure wouldn't want to be throwing it over a wall. Um, but yeah, they're, they're going down well, definitely. There's no doubt about it. But I'm still umming and ahhing on those because I'm, I'll be fair, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the BB expelling grenades, but that's because we can use blanks or we can use impact grenades. And I think for countries that don't do that or you're in CQB environments where you can trust where these BBs are being flung around, where you can use it a little bit more effectively. But I can't deny it. They, they seem to be going down well so far. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And um, I'm interested to see what goes on with those in the future and see seeing more of them around because ASG make a good product, there's no doubt about it. I've got a £50 try shot. That's an ASG, and it's a solid gun, as you can attest to, Graham. Yeah, it's a, that was the thing that actually got me into looking into shotguns. So, uh, yeah, but like I say, yeah. I don't think you can go wrong with any of the ASG products. Obviously, they are bringing out their uh, beginner-entry rifles as well, Yeah. which we had a brief look at. Um, I, I'll be fair, I don't think a lot stands out for me, but if you're into ASG or a fan of ASG, then there's an option there for you. Exactly. Uh, it's, it's allowing them to kind of go full circle and complete an area which so previously they'd overlooked yeah definitely 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 um so next door to asg you had new pro yep yep cool stuff uh, with ross and uh, danny there yeah now i did honestly i didn't see an awful lot in the way of new stuff um you had a bit of a more of a look so i'm sure you would have spotted a bit more than me but i was distracted to say the least because I finally got to get my hands on an ENL AK. <laughs> yes, God, yeah. man, they're a man of they're a thing of beauty, aren't they? They are. They are now. Obviously, I've owned an LCT for quite a while, and I actually went to see LCT that weekend, but they weren't very helpful. <laughs> but um, the ENL product, it was spot on. It was. It's really nicely made. It looks real. It feels real. It smells real. Um, which we'll go on to in your video when you release that. The smell. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, well, let's be fair, it comes from the same factory as a real AK. It's the same factory from. as a real AK. That's yeah. the only way it is. It is, for all intents and purposes, an airsoft converted real AK. The cool thing is also, uh, if you ever buy one, and they're not cheap, but the, you know, you're getting something from a real AK factory, you know. Um, you will see when you have your smell in that box. It's just a smell yeah. of gun oil, uh, the grease paper. You know, it's you, you, they go all in. Yeah. And now, uh, I can't deny holding one of those. They're weighty and they feel solid. And I'd love to have one myself, to be honest. Now you say about the price, but I thought they were about the same margin as LCT. Oh, but yeah, they're definitely not far off. There's a direct sort of com competition, really, for them and. If I hadn't already got an LCT and I was looking at an AK, I'd buy an ENL now. Uh, and yeah, I think the I think the LCT comes in cheaper, but not much cheaper for not sure. Not much cheaper, yeah. No. Um, and if you're going in for a, a really nice looking AK, you can't go wrong with ENL. Um, but like I say, LCT stuff is is equally as well is well done. But I think previously we didn't have a lot of opportunity to get to ENL until last year when. New Pro became the EU distributors. Yeah. And while we haven't seen a lot of them, they are around now where previously they weren't. Yeah, so 
exactly. Hopefully we'll see more of them in the future, for sure. Yeah, I think that'll be growing yeah. moving forward, especially as more people get to see the new pro guys around, you know, Trent, Danny, Ross, all around the country showing off these products. Yep. It, I can see it booming in a few years' time. It might take a year or two, but I can see them booming onto the market. Big yeah, time Dan, over here. D- Danny and uh, Ross, they they really think forward, and they've really come so far so fast. Yeah. But they they also know how to really control what we want to see, and they they understand what the players want, and so. Ultimately, you know, some of the stuff that we were talking about over the weekend, I've got real high futures, and I have a feeling that the, these guys are only just started to get traction, realistically. Yeah. Like I say, there wasn't a lot of stuff there you go, oh, that's new, but it's the same stuff they've got, improved, you know, maintaining the same standard before. Love them or hate them, they're one of the most popular um, brands, let's say. Uh, in the airsoft industry, and you can't go to a site without seeing them. Uh, you know, whether it's a battery, whether it's a Pioneer Defender, whether it's the clothing, the chess rigs, and I mean, they're in everywhere. You know. Yeah. Um, I know that some of their products have had you know better sales than others, and some have had better success than others, and quality control and all that stuff like that. But I think on the grand scale of things, you can't go wrong with uh, a new pro product line. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um. The last company we really sort of spent a fair amount of time with, I'd say, is the guys from the 101 Tech group as such. Obviously, G&G were the, the main people there. But obviously, Polestar we'll come back to in a minute because we want to discuss that one in quite some length. But <laughs> G&G, they had the usual range of products there. You know, they had some nice little new stuff. You finally got to see the LMG that you were yeah, quite excited I, yeah, about. Yeah, I... I, I... There's no doubt about it. this is going to be a big seller in the UK. Yeah, I can right, see where yeah. you were coming from. Having some, now we've sat down, we've discussed it, and we can see where we're going with it. Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, they're releasing the Lee Enfield as well, if it's not out already. I, I think it was still due for release, looking at it, because I haven't seen them around. I only know the Red Wolf one's out. Yeah. But uh, I can stand corrected. But the thing I liked about that, they're doing the Battle version, and they're doing a Sniper's version as well. But I'd buy the Red Wolf, personally. Yeah, I wasn't aware of that. I did, to be fair, uh, not kept on top of that stuff there. Um, yeah, I, I just happened to notice them as we were walking around the stand. And I was like, ooh, that's interesting. Because so close to the release of the Red Wolf one as well. Because it's not been that long since that came out onto the market, has it? No, that's it. Yeah, it is. And... Uh, to be fair, they've had their challenges Red Wolf have since that's come out on the market. So this could be a good thing for uh, for Gingy if they do get this off the ground now. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, well, time will tell. Yeah, but the main reason we went back there, because we went there twice that weekend. We had a quick <laughs> look on the Friday and we went back on the Sunday. Now, that Polar Star rifle, I can see that booming, especially on the Milsim market. Yeah, uh, I mean, I've already had a chat with uh, a well-known YouTuber that we missed over the weekend. Yes. A very controversial one about the the Polar Star stuff. He still has his concerns with the amount of limits on ammunition for those type of games. Still thinks that you know, come the wear and tear in in games, you know, under fire, do you want to mess around with a gas bottle when you know the battery's going to do you ten thousand rounds or whatever? 
but yep. honestly, if you really want mil sim spec, um, you know, mil spec size, it's eighty percent true to form. Yeah, it was an eighty percent receiver, wasn't it? That's right. The yeah. Lower. Yep, and if you're in the US, you won't have to worry about the ITIL stuff. You will have to if you're in the UK. So there may be some compromise there. Yeah. But the thing looks gorgeous. It looks very easy to change the bottles. The bottles are thin and light, which I was surprised because that was the bit for me where I went, Yeah. if this bottle's not easy to change in the, in the field, well, then it's done for. And, um, yep, yeah, boom. The one seconds. feature I liked on that as well was the fact that it has the nozzle to refill on the side of the bottle, so you can be in the field, you can quickly take it off if your buddy's happy to, borrow his tank, quickly fill yours up, or if you've got one in your fob and you're at your fob, quickly fill it up, bang, screw it back in, you're back in the game. Yeah, yeah, you can do it that way as well, that's it. Um, yeah, again, Polestar, Wolverine, these guys know their stuff so well. Both of them have very exciting builds for this year to come out. Yeah. Now And I can see them being very successful. Not just for Milsims though, I think skirmishers want this stuff. Yeah. Because if definitely. you can get four hundred rounds from a tank on the small tank, a lot of them can run a line to a bigger tank if they want more for skirmishing. But four hundred for a skirmishing, you could just change that after a couple of games. Change one in the morning, one in the afternoon, that may be done. Yeah, exactly. It depends what kind of player you are. Yeah. I'm trying to choose my words very wisely here, but <laughs> it, depends, it depends on your style of play as to how many bottles you're going to need for a day. But yeah. the thing that got me was the difference in... Uh, this is why I mentioned earlier with the Vulcan is something we're going to come back to later, because the price difference is that much higher than that Vulcan. Oh, it's, yeah, it's near, near about double, isn't it? Probably by the time you get the same effect. Yeah. Um, you're looking at, what was it, $1,100, $1,200? Yeah, $1,200 is going to retail for approximately. approximately. But they're hoping yeah. to have it out this year as well, which yeah. is good. Should yeah. be with you soon. Didn't um, say buy full, he's hoping. Buy full. He's hoping full 2018, which yeah. if it is, I'm going to find somewhere that's got one and I want to get my hands on it and have a go with it for real. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. They, they know stuff. It's, it, it's definitely exciting to see. And having always never really considered Polestar, this is their first full build themselves. And we'll see what the, what the year holds for sure. Definitely, definitely. It's one to watch. Like, like with all these things, I'm watching what happens. And when they come out, we can discuss them in a bit more detail, which is the beauty of this show. It gives yeah. the people an idea what's coming up and what's to watch. And then... As it comes through, we can start talking about it. Yeah, cool, in absolutely. Much more detail, open the discussion and the floodgates on it. Mm-hmm. Now, the last vendor I'm going to discuss before we move on to the other little bits uh, is Combat UK. Now, unfortunately, we didn't get a chance to go back over and see Roger from there, which I'm kind of a little bit peeved about. But <laughs> there's just not enough time. If we'd have stayed till today. We could have gone over and had a bit more of a chat about his kit because it's look it's looking good and I don't think these guys get anywhere near the credit they should. No, uh, you know this is this is they they're primarily focused for, up until this point on BTP stuff and and could get cadet gear and they're now changing their focus to add more airsoft stuff in there because this stuff works. Yeah, it's it's. I won't say budget line, but it's on the cheaper end of stuff, but it's still got the same quality that you'd yeah. come to expect for stuff for airsoft. And 
you know, if you're a new player, this stuff is absolutely ideal for you. Exactly, uh, yeah. They've, they've got several different patterns for what you'd want camouflage-wise. Uh, like I say, um, you know, they were already saying uh, the other people are using their parts, but it's not only just the, the clothing and pouch and stuff like that, but it's also if you're doing a meal sim, you need camping or cooking equipment, they've got you covered. Any sort of military belts and tactical kit, they, they, they're kind of an all-rounder. And like you said, they're not seen as a very big wholesaler. And it'd be good to see more of them. And I know me and you have both discussed about adding more to it. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, I'm quite excited for us to head up there at some point and have a look around. Because we did, we did actually get that invite off of Roger. So we'll have to head up, have a look around, see what they're about, get hold of some kit, and then we can test it in the field. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I, I mean, we were discussing that weekend. The whole weekend, I had two bags on me. First yeah. one was my Viper. The second one was my Combat UK. Exactly. And they've been to me on several mil sims and several weekends away, both on airsoft as well as personal. And they're both holding up, no problem at all. And you know me, I'm not packing light. I mean, all the IT equipment I was carrying in there. Yeah, there's, there's you no were carrying a lot of kit around that weekend. Yeah, no worries weekend. So yeah, that was pretty much it for the retailers. Obviously, there were more. You just we didn't have enough time to get to everyone. Next year, I'm allowing a bit more time and getting around everything, or trying to get around everything. Yeah, it's a fantastic trade show. Let's be fair. I mean, yeah. a lot of people saying, "Oh, it doesn't seem to be overly busy this year." I think it was busy. I think there were people in a lot of meetings, organising a lot of deals. From airsoft, we they had more airsoft there than ever before. We've got the extra yeah. hall now. Um, there are definitely some stands that were outside of the areas which we would have hoped to have seen. So we didn't see a few guys, you know, we didn't see modify at all, even though they were there. We didn't and see EG. We didn't see Lalax, even though they were all there. Yeah. So and again, it's just it comes down to timing. We and not only that is that kind of way in between wanting to check out stands and stalls and wanting to build relationships and socialising and really getting to know the people behind the company. Yeah, uh, exactly. It's a fantastic event. If you're a trader and you you need to go, this is the place to go for you. Yeah, that's the thing we need to emphasise. This is a trade show. So all you guys who are just players, unfortunately, you won't be able to get into this thing. We just no, want to emphasise that because we struggle to get in as press. Yeah, that's it. They they make it hard and the security is very high to get in and out of this place uh, for good reason. And it would be a shame to say you know it would be it, to be honest, even from a if you're a YouTuber or anything like that, they make it hard because they want us to maintain the high level of standard for businesses to work together. Uh, and while, yes, there are press and media there, there is still a limit as to what we get to do and what we get to see. But on on the grand scheme of things, I mean, I didn't get to do half of what I'd like to have done that weekend on coverage. Uh, and I know there are plenty of businesses that were saying the same, that they only just scratched the surface on some of the relationships they wanted to build through there. Yeah. But if you're, from a player's point of view, look at British Shooting Show, look at Northern Shooting Show, they're in the UK and they you will be the places... Them. Yeah. They'll be the places to go as a player, yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, did you want to talk about Airs of Innovations? Or are you saving that for the meetup? Um, funnily enough, we're coming on onto the Airs of Meetup now. Okay, or do we cool. want to discuss Mealsim first? Ah, yes, the legendary 
event that is meal sim. So, all you guys in the UK, there was an event called meal sim. Basically, it descended into organised chaos. <laughs> That's the only yeah. way. There, there was about 80 people from the airsoft community plus sat in a tiny little burger bar trying to get food. And, but, and this is, let's just say, meal sim is the way that it sounds. Meal as in we're eating meal. Let's be fair, we're not camp- camping out for the night. Uh, yeah, this was a meal sim and it was a very small private event. Yes. Less than 20 people. But someone said, let's just invite a few more people this year. And then it became, oh, this is quite a small little event. Why don't we make this an exclusive thing and you can get a patch for going? Yeah. And then, by and then the someone time, said, oh, I've made some fridge magnets. Yeah, then the fridge magnets came. Then the t-shirts and then, but, came up. Yeah, <laughs> then the numbers grew and t-shirts became a thing. And, and then now, there was a guy stood outside with beer handing it out as people went in as well. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this was, especially, this was where the airsoft media side and retailers and traders all came together, or a large proportion of us came together, and we got to enable to see the social sides aspect. And it was yeah. fantastic, wasn't it? it to was a to really see everyone good come together. Night. Yeah. Uh, well done to Thomas from ASG yeah, and definitely. the other guys involved who got this organised. Everyone who played a part in organising Meal Sim 2018, thank you guys so much because it was great to sit down with the retailers and go from there kind of thing with the um, manufacturers and go from there yeah it's community building and just a heck of a load of fun I have to say a special shout out to Vic from Popular Airsoft for the dedication of wearing his bib around the show the following day (laughs) yeah I admire his dedication with that to go around that show wearing his burger Easter bib super cake super super uh Superman style with them turning it into a cape later on yeah. in the afternoon was fun. <laughs> it was a good night. It was good. The, the social aspect of it is good as well. Uh, you get to actually sit down and have a personal conversation with these guys. Um, especially for myself and you, Graham, it gave us the opportunity to start promoting what we do as well in a social setting rather than in a formal setting, which was good. I found. Yeah, I mean that's the media there. You know, we're we're trying to help promote their stuff to the audience and to the players and to the community and it works very well hand in hand and I'm really excited for the the year for me in terms of what I've got coming up from just mate based on this weekend yeah definitely same here and um, we'll be revealing more details of things that will be coming up in the very near future yeah cool. I've certainly got a few interesting people to talk to on the show <laughs> thank you very much Graham. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, the SF meetup. Now, this was the event that you said to sign up for. Basically, all I can describe it as is it was two hours of just discussing everything airsoft. So you had talks from Red Wolf, you had talks from Valken, from Gunfire, from G and G, and a few Army. others. Classic Army, yeah, and a couple of others. But the one thing that really stood out for us was. Airsoft Innovations and the 40 mic. Now, I want to say from the offset, this thing is already starting to cause issues in the UK and it's a crying shame because it, <laughs> the a, salt levels are high. Yeah, let's the be fair. salt okay. is real. Right. Let, let's describe what this is, all right? This is a 40mm grenade 
and instead of doing a shower burst, as most people expect, where it goes like four meters and doesn't hit anybody, it just goes. <laughs> this thing fires in a line, hitting a hundred foot, and at a hundred foot, it has a ten foot spread. But if you are straight in front of it, you are going to get all 150 BBs in a line like a Polar Star experience. You know, welcome to the Polar Star Express, motherfucker. Yeah. And it's just going to light up to you. And I think that's what people are seeing very quickly. Yeah. Now, I can understand that because in a CQB environment, if I got hit like that by 150 BBs in effectively the same spot... <laughs> <laughs> I would be just as pissed off as the next guy. Let's be honest. But, but during the demonstration, right? I'm a big fan of Earth of Innovations, and we yeah. we kind of had an idea what was coming up. And I'm re- starting to press recording and get ready to do it. And he just went done. The whole lot just come out instantly. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's 240 FPS. Depends on the gas you use as well. Remember, it could be less powerful with different gases. Yeah. If you um, start using the Abbey stuff. Yeah. You're going to get the lower power gas, but aren't you? I think the players are getting very sorted. The advert they put out, the promotional advert that went out, is very fun and entertaining, but it yeah. pretty much shows that kind of HPA mentality everybody hates. Yeah. Now, and it's like one guy lighting people up and just spraying like he's fully automatic. Now, um, with that spread, in a milsim environment or a woodland wood, environment, woodland, yeah. it would be ideal. Because you can get that ten foot spread. You've got a hundred feet. You can yeah, start hitting da- players even a bit down a long away. corridor. Down a yeah. long corridor. If you want to fire that and then suddenly move up, that will give everyone's heads down. You know. Yeah, exactly. But I like I'd stand behind promoting saying, do not shoot someone with it at point blank <laughs> or at close range because it is not going to end well and it's going to put players off. I'm not going to well, lie. I'll be honest, so, I mean, we've discussed this after, um, I was very fortunate to chat to the guys after and chat to Jonathan, so shout out to Jonathan there, big fan of the burst, as you guys all know, I rave about this grenade as a a really good UK green gas grenade, and I will be fortunate enough to get one to review, and I've already said the first thing I want to review is to stand in front of it and see how mad it's really going to be. Am I going to walk away giggling like I can't believe I walked into that or got mowed down by that or am I going to be really salty about it? Yeah. I, I think really it's the power. If you if the power's not bad or the fact that, you know, essentially saying minimum engagement distance, don't fire it on less than 7 metres, 10 metres, um, I don't think that'd be a problem. I think yeah. everyone's overreacting because it's... I think the, the, the marketing video, which is very funny entertaining... I wasn't expecting him to put it straight up on Facebook saying pre-orders available because that type of video is highly entertaining but you can definitely drive the salt out. Yeah. Um, but that may be the plan all along because uh, I've already heard that the sales are going through the roof for this. Yeah. And since they fired it in the demonstration through the um, six-barreled grenade launcher... Yeah. I can't wait to see that guy in the field that's bought six of them, <laughs> or, maybe, or maybe one, of, maybe twelve of them, and just just getting ready to reload yeah. in between firing and just it's taking gonna, out an entire squad. Yeah, it's going to be interesting following this product as it comes onto the market because, as was discussed during the panel discussion, which we'll come on to in a minute, as Jonathan said on the topic of HPA, which is relevant to this, Jonathan from Jonathan Higgs. Yep. This is yeah, Jonathan Higgs. Big shout out to him. If not, that you'll probably listen, but. <laughs> Um, 
Yeah, you've got remember, it's not down to the product, it's down to the people using the product, not in the right way. So we need to be mentoring these people, we need to be promoting safe use of these products at the end of the day to encourage more safety in the in the in the airsoft. Yeah, I, I'm someone who's normally you know, and most people get bored of hearing it. I'm I'm a person that really strongly believes we should have rate of fire restrictions. <laughs> and this type of grenade goes completely against that. Yeah. But let's be fair, it's just a grenade. Yeah. It's not like this is the situation you're going to face every single time someone pulls a trigger at an event. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be a quick reload and we're going to have 20 of them on us. I'm really excited for it. I really am. And I think that people are over-exaggerating what they're expecting to see. And I think if they were there in person, they'd see that I don't think it's going to cause as much damage or disruption to their game as they expect. I think it'll be a really interesting challenge and it can be used as a really effective tool to keep people's heads down or to clear an area very quickly. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, I mean, it was it was good to see it anyway. It was and, a great um, presentation. I'm, I'm going to follow it. It was really <laughs> interesting. He literally just walked out and went, shall we just do this bit first? And then went bang. And then everyone asked him to do it again because they wanted to all video it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was like he shot that. It was like, all right, you've got everyone's attention in the room, and we were all just giddy and laughing at how quick it yeah. all was over. So uh, they didn't suddenly got the room eating out the palm of their hand. Uh, yeah, exactly. The last thing about the uh, SF meetup, other than the presentations of the popular airsoft awards, which was good to witness in person, and big shout out to all the winners. Well done, guys. You all deserve them from what we've seen from you. Yeah, you guys um, done. Yeah, just say you guys did a great job. But I just always want to give a shout out to all the sponsors there because, you know, there was a lot of prizes given out and raffles to people who entered, as well to Popular Airsoft. That's Vic, Owen, and the rest of the team there for yeah. organising it because, um, I think it's a very important aspect to the industry yeah, that definitely. people overlook. Yeah, indeed. Um, the last thing they had there, other than that, was the panel discussion, which was quite interesting. Now, Matt Fury King. Kelly Hardwick, you had um, Bill Price Thomas from Airsoft Action. Big shout out to Bill, we'll give you in a minute um, because you've done us a massive solid. Uh, Jonathan Higgs and who's the fifth guy? I can't oh, remember you his don't, name. You don't, so he runs Border Wars. I know he runs and, Border Wars, I couldn't remember his name. Um, it's Michael Bellatros? Bellas, yeah. Bellastrov? That's the one, yeah. Uh, basically, yeah, the owner of Border Wars. Yeah. Now, they, that was quite interesting to sit down because the thing I liked about it as well, it wasn't just those five guys talking. It gave the opportunity for the wider airsoft community that was being represented there to have their voice and go yeah, around it, and discuss it, it with the guys. It was the, the first guys. time. Yeah, yeah, it was the it first, was the first time. time and I think there were some lessons learned because it did tend to drag on a little bit on the topics. <laughs> yeah. But it was interesting to listen to these guys' opinions. You know, you had Kelly from the player's side you had Jonathan from his side of the media you've got um, the guy from Border Wars well, from his well, side these, you've got Bill. these guys are all influencers yeah. and they're big influencers and yeah. they've all bring their own special area of expertise into it you know, most of them are very much media content producers yeah. whether it's through a blog a vlog you know uh, videos or written you know it's in, in multiple formats digital and published yeah, and you know the topics discussed on the day is search um, social media and its impact on airsoft. Given yep. the recent YouTube and Facebook and Instagram bans that have been swinging around recently. Yep. Uh, after that, it was about 
Was it Jewel Creek came into it? I'm trying no, to No, yeah, it was the HPA and it's oh, um H- yeah, it's sort of long longevity in the uh, industry kind of thing. Is it Yeah, HPA is is its time limited essentially. Yeah. Due to the, the technology and airsoft growth, wasn't it? So we got, we only yeah. got three of the five questions done because like yeah. you say um, there was a lot of active participation in the crowd. Which was good to see these people actively discussing these topics. And they were hot topics within the community, let's be honest. So it's yeah, good to I see can, that. I can imagine doing this live could have created some interesting dynamics for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, yeah, it was good to see that. And I hope they bring that again next year. Yep, I spoke to Ronald afterwards and said, look, this has got to be done. This is just amazing. It could it be is, really valuable. Yeah. If they can't do it there, let's get a stand like the demo section in our and in EUR, let's get a stand somewhere where we can have panel discussions and like keynotes done throughout the day would be absolutely yeah. awesome. I think I think it's only going to be a matter of time before you've got an airsoft hall. There. Yeah, yeah, I, I think too, you're right. I don't think we're too, we're too far off that. For sure. Yeah. With the size of it this year and how far spread out it was, because we've covered a few of the retailers there. We're forgetting like gunfire. We're forgetting. Um, classic Army. We're forgetting everyone Viper, else that was there. Viper, Hulsells, yeah. Modify. Yeah, yeah there's so many. Uh, like you say, we didn't even cover Classic Army and their DT4 and everything on their front. The miniguns. Yeah, yeah there's exactly. so many we missed. DM Diffusion. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So, so it's going to be good to see what's coming out over the next year. Um, now a few shout outs myself and Graham want to do on a personal level here. We mentioned Bill Price Thomas. Thank you so much for helping us out. You've brought Graham's avatar back to the UK. You've brought my TS blade that I managed to acquire by a complete miracle over the weekend. <laughs> I can't believe I couldn't believe it. He said he had patches and stuff on this guy. So big shout out to Sharon who gave me that as well. Um, but yeah, Bill, thanks for bringing those over for us. If you're listening, buddy, it's much appreciated. Given we only had had luggage. It wasn't practical for us to even risk bringing those things back on the plane. So, big, big thank you to that. Um, big we Airsoft Winkle, these guys from the Netherlands. Now, Graham, they've helped you quite a bit over the time, haven't they? Well, yeah, I mean, Baz is someone who has discussed with me for probably for a good year, maybe even 18 months with Airsoft Nation, and that's the first time we discussed. And he was a big supporter and fan, and obviously there's only so much I can do with the support from guys from across Europe. But he did buy one of my patches and we've discussed many times over the years. It was fantastic to finally meet him. And, you know, it was really nice. They invited us out for dinner. Yep. And, you know, this has been the, the, the few times they've been before. They knew what to expect. They said, come join us for dinner on a Friday. Let's have a laugh. Uh, have a few drinks. And that's what we did. And I just had an, a really thoroughly enjoyable time with them. And obviously they've got some cool stuff coming out on their front and we discussed the legal systems over there because it's always interesting to chat with other players from across the world. But I'm really excited and I'll give a shout out to the Code Red headsets that they've um, that they're, they're looking into distributing across Europe. I really see these and Jonathan Higgs from Esophology was talking about these at SHOT Show as being the next big headsets to use over here. Yeah. And yeah, I wish those guys all the best. Thank you so much for bringing us out there, and you know, to have, kind of bringing us under their wing and enjoying their dinner with them. Yeah, yeah. A, thanks for the invite. Very far- really appreciated. Yeah, in a city that we weren't too sure where we were going at that point. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we 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 got lost walking up to it. We ended up walking about three directions before we actually headed <laughs> the right way, didn't we? Yeah, exactly. 
but yeah, thanks to those guys so much for inviting us and their sound guys. And I'm actually going to invite them over to the UK. It's official. I'm inviting them over for a game. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they're not already playing with some pieces for sure. Uh, yeah. They're doing very well over there, so yeah, definitely. Uh, last big shout out I've got on a personal level is to two companies, which are Red Wolf Airsoft and ASG for their hospitality over the weekend. Unbelievable support from those guys, and I'm going to be supporting those guys to the ends of the earth for a while. Thank you so much from myself for to Paul for inviting us to the reception at ASG, ASG Paul, um, for inviting us to the reception on the Saturday, and then to Tim, Mark, Herman and all the crew at Red Wolf as well for inviting us to the after party at their booth on the Sunday. Yeah. But yeah, it, it was an awesome weekend. Yeah, I, I, I'd be like I say today. I'm already struggling. It there's been a, it it was such a fun filled, uh, fantastic weekend. Very sociable. In in truth, respect. It would be hard to say thank you to everyone without missing people. You know, yeah, from all exactly. the all the kind of the manufacturers on the stands. The fact of getting to meet people like Tim finally after having him on the live show and then seeing him in person, and they are absolutely cracking guys their entire team yeah. can't go wrong but also it was nice out there to see other people in the industry site owners retailers you know Mercer Airsoft Bomb Up Airsoft yeah. Combat UK you know just, just yeah, Combat exactly, Stevenage yeah. and yeah. you know all the other guys Ammo Drop Alpha 55 are out there yeah. uh, so look and listen keep an eye out for the new podcast there Longbow Skirm Shop UK Skirm Shop uh, NL Yes, yeah, oh, that's NL, another yes. one. Sorry, yeah, Barry, Dan, Wes, Kenny, all you guys. It was awesome meeting you guys finally in person, and I look forward to working with you guys. Thank you so much for the opportunity you've given me, guys. Yeah, bespoke airsoft as well, James, and the, yeah. the little show me the way patches. Do you and know of the course, way? Pete Everett from Platoon Stores. Yeah, if it wasn't um, for Pete, I wouldn't have been introduced to Falcon and yeah, uh, uh, that uh, brand. Pete has literally shown me anyone and everyone in Airsoft who I've not known. He said, oh, do you know him? No hesitation. Brings me straight to the gu- to the guys and girls yeah. and introduces to me to me. So, like I say, yeah, thanks, there's Pete. no doubt there are another 100 people I've forgotten behind that yeah. because if we sometimes you, you get... over the weekend, thank you very much because yeah. we, could, we, we could sit here but we'd be here for the next hour naming people. Is that it? And I think the, the interesting thing is sometimes online you sit online and you see the groups... And while, to be honest, I mean, you guys are already joking at the weekends and I'm always happy. But um, sometimes online you see a lot of bickering between companies and between people and players and groups and teams and sites. When you got to an event like this... It's gone. It, there was no hesitation for people to get involved. Uh, you know, everyone showed that we are pulling together as a community and as an industry. And while there was always those little bickers in the background and niggling bits... Ultimately, this event was absolutely epic in terms of interaction as an industry and showing the strength in there. And, you know, after chatting with the NABV guys over in the Netherlands about how they do their systems over there and gunfire, how they do their systems over there and everything like that, um, I am 
overjoyed with how well our industry is performing together definitely, and what definitely. the future holds. One last thank you from me is to you, Graham, for organising everything. Oh, my pleasure. Absolutely my pleasure. It was great to uh, go out with you there and have an absolute blast yeah. and do our midnight walks together, our early rises together uh, and uh, every other aspect to go for death. But I'm sure that's a story for another time. Yeah. I'm getting my own hotel room definitely next year. Right. That's fine, I'll be knocking. <laughs> Thanks for coming but, on the show again, Graham. It's been a pleasure having you on and discussing this. Where can the guys find you? Uh, guys, hopefully you know by now. Join me on Airsoft Nation. Download the app. Join me there. Find your local site, your local retailer. Find what's in stock. Find what's on the second-hand marketplace. Or join us on the forums. Cheers, Graham. And from me, guys... Obviously, keep hitting that like button, that subscribe button. Tell your friends. Uh, we're nearly up at 500. I'll be doing a giveaway when we hit 500 on Instagram. Whoop, whoop. And head over to Skirm Shop and Airsoft Winkle and give these guys some support. Check out those Code Red headsets as well. They're awesome. Cool. Thanks. Now I'm ready to die. Yeah, right. Thanks very much, guys. See you next time. Take care. Goodbye, guys. Bye.